0: Let's get ready for work. Powered by ACT, Ready for Work brings you the best and brightest in workforce development and career education, with trends, innovation, and action steps you can take to help your region's workforce reach its highest potential. Hello, Jason Jones here. Now, let's get ready for work.
1: And for 30 years or so, we've ignored and even disparaged those kind of jobs and disabled that infrastructure for those jobs. And now we're in trouble. We're feeling the pinch there from that
0: misalignment. On Episode 9 of Ready for Work, we are joined by Dr. Jeff McCord, the new Commissioner for Tennessee's Department of Labor and Workforce Development. Jeff recently transitioned from his role with Northeast State Community College to lead Tennessee's public workforce system. Jeff offers insights on the current condition of alignment for education and workforce, why it's important, and tips to close the gaps. We'll also hear from Jeff about the success of work-ready communities in Northeast Tennessee as the ideal model to improve education and workforce alignment for success at all levels. Toward the end of our time together, we'll take a quick peek at ACT's policy platform recommendations for both workforce development and career technical education. Jeff, thank you for joining us on Ready for Work. What is the silver bullet to align education and workforce and why is this so important to Tennessee's future?
1: I heard somebody say, as you know, there's no silver bullet, there's silver buckshot. And so the pattern has to spread and there has to be more than one good answer to questions that we have. But first and foremost, relative to that alignment in Tennessee, we have a business problem. And that issue is we can't find people to run our business. And that becomes competitive disadvantage, it becomes a business continuity issue, it becomes all sorts of things that affect the prosperity of the individuals and organizations across the state. Primarily you see that in skilled labor, skilled jobs, technical jobs, and for thirty years or so we've ignored and even disparaged those kind of jobs and disabled that infrastructure for those jobs. And now we're in trouble. And we have demographic bubble where we have a lot of people retiring who do have those skills, and we don't really have the ability right now. We're trying to regain the ability to fill those jobs and the prosperity that comes with it. And the reason we don't is because of misalignment. So we had a misalignment for a long time, and now we're, we're filling the pinch there from that misalignment. In one aspect, it's, a biz- it's just simply a business need. There's a, a need to invest and try to solve that issue. And then on the social side, part of any way to, to so- have that alignment is to build pipelines. So you have a pipeline of folks who know what their opportunity is, what the skills there are. And all that pipeline building is, is just good for society. And so we talk a lot about re-entry programs for people who are incarcerated, but a strong pipeline is a pre entry program. So you get young people involved and with purpose and understanding that they can do what they're good at and all kinds of good things happen and fewer bad things happen. And so as a state, we have a business issue that has really positive social impacts if we solve that business issue. So it's almost like a double bottom line that we can go after and see if we can't solve.
0: From the perspective of your new role, Jeff, what challenges are most common with this alignment and what tips do you offer for others in similar roles?
1: We all want to be innovative and I think we need the innovation for sure. But at least in Tennessee, our progress is going to be a whole lot more about execution than it is about innovation. We have ideas. We have things that are working very, very well that we need to scale. We have people who are committed to the issue and recognize that we have issues with workforce development but how do we organize those partnerships and execute on those partnerships and so i think that mindset switch from being just about innovation to about execution is really the key paradigm mindset whatever you you know term you want to use there philosophy that you need in order to move forward at the end of the day you're going to find out if you try to execute then you're going to need other people to help you. And it's going to force you into these partnerships and figuring out and walking together as opposed to a bunch of individual organizations trying to make progress by walking apart. I think the other thing I would encourage is when you think about pipeline development, a lot of times we limit the scope of that discussion to maybe K-12 pipeline. But there's also pipeline in military and there's also pipelines in adult education, like we discussed, and reentry and in people coming off unemployment insurance. So the pipeline, in that workforce development discussion, is broader as well. And to include that in there is really where you're going to get a comprehensive solution.
0: Speaking of pipeline and partnerships, Jeff, how does work-ready communities in portions of Tennessee fit in your vision to help leaders align for success?
1: So I think that the power in the work-rated community is it provides a framework for those partnerships to execute. By definition, you have to have those partners come together and you have a purpose that you're trying to achieve and you can measure that purpose. It allows you to exercise partnerships. In addition to being valuable for current employers to have that pipeline and for economic developers to see that commitment, really the Secret sauce and the good thing about work-ready communities, I believe, is that it teaches people how to do this, how to work together, how to have those conversations where you can say, I'm not sure what that means because I have a different language that I'm speaking inside my own organization. So I think it provides the framework to start practicing that a lot.
0: Apprenticeship is an increasingly popular approach to deliver skills to workers and get them employed quickly. Jeff, what can you tell us about apprenticeship growth active in Tennessee and what the future holds?
1: One of the misnomers, I think, is that apprenticeships are quick. Typically, to get to a journeyman level, there's many occupations that will take four years. And so it's a degree. And I think when we're translating language between higher ed and business, if you think about that journeyman certificate being like a a degree, I think that's good that everybody can have a common understanding. What a friendship does allow somebody to do, either a limited skill or semi-skilled person can begin getting paid and learning, providing value to an organization while those skills ramp up. And when those skills ramp up, you get paid more. And so it's good for both the business and the individual for that apprenticeship. And once you become a journeyman, then of course you're at that highest wage. And and there's a lot of high wage jobs for fully accredited apprentices across the state. And of course that credential is good nationally. We are in the process of putting together our strategy. We announced some investment by USDOL in that strategy here just this week, and we'll have. Folks on the ground who can help both businesses and our higher ed institutions become sponsors of apprenticeships. And in the higher ed sector, they can become group sponsors so that multiple employers can participate with a particular community college or technical college. The smaller employers have the ability to participate in those. Um, The larger ones may have scale to have an in-house program, but the smaller ones may not. And so this is a solution that worked very well in Northeast Tennessee. And so we feel like it could work across the state. As well.
0: Jeff, so our listeners get to know you and your context better, what is your vision for Tennessee?
1: Well, so I, I will just do this. First of all, great place to live, quality of life, lots of opportunities from your own economic and personal prosperity standpoint. And we're committed to being the best workforce development system in the country. We have a governor fully supportive of that. And we have resources aligned to help make that happen. And so if you're an individual looking for an opportunity or you're a business or industry looking for a really good place to grow and become part of the community, Tennessee is definitely the place for you.
0: Jeff, you have a strong track record of success at Northeast State Community College. How has that experience prepared you for leading Tennessee's workforce system?
1: Absolutely. Very briefly, three major roles at Northeast State. The first was responsibility for our largest off-site campus. So about 3,000 students, including in that campus was a higher ed center, medical professions building, automotive technology, and something called the Regional Center for Advanced Manufacturing, which has a national reputation for, for the work that it does. Underneath all of that stuff, it just would not happen without partnerships. So that's the first thing. The second role was responsibility for all the adult education or GED is what you might know it as, the high school equivalency for the region. And so in Tennessee we have about half a million of people working age without a high school diploma. And then the last big bucket was something we call workforce services. So moving individuals and in industry, developing the workforce so individuals have opportunity. The business and industry have the people they need to be able to function and compete in the marketplace. That work was a lot of the on the ground level work that we now try to facilitate across the state. But I will say before that, I spent over 20 years or so in the private sector. Most of that with the fortune 300 company. And so being able to come into higher education and, Unlock the mysteries maybe that education had toward industry and vice versa. One of those things I think as especially in higher education that we might not understand is that business and industry has educational systems within their walls. And so how do we, as education integrate? into those systems so that we can have opportunities and cut down on the misunderstandings and all that sort of thing between those two systems. So bringing all that experience here, uh, you, some people would call it diversity experience. Some people would call it he can't keep a job. Either one of those two, it's certainly helpful to understand the different voices around the table having walked in those shoes before.
0: Tennessee has a lot to celebrate, and we're looking forward to showcasing that success at the upcoming ACT Workforce Summit. Jeff, can you give us a quick preview of your keynote address planned for the summit?
1: As we talk about workforce, what problem are we trying to solve, and then why it's worth solving? we'll we'll spend some time doing that, and then ideas about who might need to be at the table to help solve it, and then we'll talk some about Tennessee's approach As a benchmark or just a place to hang other ideas off. And then we might tell a few stories as well. We want to be a little bit lively so that people maybe will stay and listen. So that's always helpful. That's pretty much the format that we'll go, and I'm really, really looking forward to being there.
0: Dr. Jeff McCord is Commissioner for Tennessee's Department of Labor and Workforce Development. Jeff's advice on the alignment of education and workforce is helpful in any state to close skill gaps and seize opportunities. For more on Jeff's work, check out the upcoming ACT Workforce Summit. You can view the agenda and other registration details online at act.org forward workforce summit. Through its partnerships, research, and vast amounts of data, ACT provides articulated policy recommendations in the four areas of K-12 education, higher education, career tech ed, and workforce development. The Career and Technical Education platform has three main themes – Ensure that CTE programs commit to and promote quality. Bolster efforts that support student participation in and access to CTE programs. And third, develop state and local CTE systems that are flexible, responsive to feedback, and accountable. In the workforce development space, the first theme of ACT's platform is to incorporate foundational skill development from literacy to teamwork to critical thinking into education and training programs. Ensure that workforce training and development systems are flexible and responsive to help individuals navigate a changing economy. And lastly, put employers at the forefront of ensuring that the workforce evolves to meet industry demands. You'll find links in the show notes of today's episode for ACT's public policy platforms. Each theme has specific recommendations and examples of best practices that advance the platforms one of the fastest growing workforce strategies across the states is work-based learning federal and state leaders prioritize apprenticeship and other work-based learning initiatives in grant funding and program operations don't forget act is ready to partner with apprenticeship programs of all shapes and sizes through job analysis work keys assessments curriculum and more act's suite of workforce solutions brings powerful results to your work-based learning and apprenticeship strategies Thanks for listening to Episode 9 of Ready for Work from ACT. For more information on workforce solutions, visit act.org workforce or workreadycommunities.org. We invite you to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Check out Ready for Work in your favorite podcast app or visit us at act.org forward slash ready for work podcast. Ready for Work is a service from your friends at ACT a mission-driven non-profit organization dedicated to helping people achieve education and workplace success. Now,
1: Now, let's let's get get to work. work.